Whoa, what an intro. <laughs> How are you guys? You good? Awesome, you can grab your seats. Well, I'm pumped to be here and um, yeah, thank you band, you guys can head off. Let's give it up for the worship team. Such a great presence of God tonight, it's amazing. Um, yeah, I just want to thank Pastor Hartley and Nat, even though they're not here to hear this tonight. I do want to honour them. And, you know, tonight um, we're, we're looking at the series Purpose, and um, I'm going to unwrap the, uh, the gift. Did you see what I did there? See what I did there? Yeah. Oh, you'll get there. Don't worry, guys. You'll catch up. So anyway, um, we're going to look at the gift tonight. And, and I want to thank Pastor Hartley and Nat, not only for this opportunity, but literally just for being the most incredible, empowering, releasing, believing in people leaders. Like, they are phenomenal. So I think we should honor them, even though they're not here. They are amazing. So tonight, church, I want to start off by saying this. If your vacuum cleaner has a purpose, if your mobile phone has a purpose, if your car has a purpose, then you had better believe that your life has a purpose. I don't know how you're feeling about your life right now. You know, I'm not um, foolish enough to think that just because you might be following Jesus or, you know, in relationship with him that, that you might never, ever feel like, what is my purpose? Like, what, are, what am I here for, God? You know, we all have those moments where we wonder. In fact, I actually remember as a teenager and in my early 20s, I remember so many times at youth or young adults or different conferences being on the altar and being like, God, what's my purpose? I just want to do your will. I'm here to just serve you, God. Show me, God. You know, just desperate singing that song. Um, send me. I will go, send me. And then he sent me to Brisbane, and then he sent me to Sydney, and I was like, whoa, whoa, slow down. <laughs> We're not doing a tour of Australia. We're stopping here. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but, you know, like, I think we, we overcomplicate it sometimes, don't we? we? We're like, God, what's my purpose? Show me, God, what's my call? Um, but something I've learned is that our purpose is actually discovered in our daily walk with God. It's every day, day in, day out, you discover the purpose of God for your life, and we're guided by His peace. And so today, I don't know how you're feeling about purpose. I don't know how you're feeling about a call of God on your life. Maybe you're sitting here and you don't even know God. Well, tonight, I want to tell you that regardless of how you feel, He has called you. He has set you apart. There is an incredible plan and purpose for your life. But it's not this big ethereal thing I have to discover. It's day in and day out, walking with him, learning more about him, and just discovering your purpose as you go along. And actually, I believe that um, purpose can be found in every single day. You know, in every single day. It's the smile that you give to that person who's looking a little bit sad or, you know, who's you know, when everyone else is on their phones, connected to their device, their, their eyes glued to their screen, purpose can be found as you smile at someone and say, hi, have a great day. Honestly, in a disconnected generation, in a disconnected society, a smile, a hello, a how are you can mean the world to someone. 
You know, purpose can be found as you use the gift that God has placed on your life, as you discover what it is that's inside of you, what you're good at, what you love, what you're passionate about. As you use those things, purpose can be found. You can use your gift to bless other people, to bring purpose to your life as you serve others. 1 Peter 4.10 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's grace. Use it to serve one another. You know, sometimes we can get a little bit selfish with our gift and we make it a little bit about us. But actually, the gifts that are on your life, the talents that you have, the abilities that you have, the, the call that's on your life is not for you. It's for others. It's for God's glory. And so... But the thing is, God actually wants you to enjoy it as well. Um, you know, it, I think, I don't know about you, but I, I enjoy serving other people. I enjoy using my gift to bless other people. So for me, I really love cooking. And so I love cooking meals and taking them around to people, um, you know, like when, when they're sick or when they've just had a baby or whatever it might be. I love doing that kind of thing for people. What is it for you? What could you use your gift for to bless and serve other people? It's because it's I think sometimes we think, oh, you know, I can't enjoy it. You know, we think, well, the call of God, it must be serious. I must, I must be serious. I must, you know, I've got to be hardcore. I've got to be passionate. You know, can't have any fun with the call of God. Can't have any fun with the gifts that he's put on my life. But actually, when you're living for him, when you're living in your sweet spot and operating in the gifts that are on your life, there is so much joy in it. There's so much pleasure within it. You know, when you're living for God and, and operating in the gifts that are on your life. Um, for me, I know that one of my gifts is actually speaking. One of my many gifts. No, I'm just joking, guys. Just joking. You know, <laughs> Dorian, gosh. Um, is public speaking and preaching and teaching. But, do you know, it actually took me a long time to be able to confess and admit that because I felt bad. I felt like... I felt like um, selfish and arrogant and fearful of what people would think. Like if I say to someone, you know, oh, I actually believe that I'm good at speaking in public. You know, people think, who does she think she is kind of thing. And trust me, they have. You know, but, and, and I, I really came to this place where I had to understand and realize that it is a gift from God. And he wants me to enjoy it. And he wants me to take pleasure in it. And he wants to be glorified through this gift that is on my life. So for you, what I want you to do right now, we're going to get a little bit interactive. I actually want you to turn to the person next to you or around you. And I want you to identify right now and confess the gifts on your life. What are the gifts on your life? You don't have to list them all because I know some of you have got like a massive long list. But like, what are a few of the gifts? What are you good at? What are you passionate about? Turn right now and share with the person around you what are the gifts on your life?
Make sure you tell someone. All right. You know, church, it's actually good to identify the gifts that are on your life, and it's good to confess them out. It's not boasting. You know, yes, we can get pride in our hearts, and we need to continually check our motives, and we need to you know, allow God to search our heart and say, you know, God, I don't want these gifts to be about me. I don't want this to be about selfish motivation. But, you know, it's good for us to know what we're good at, to know what the gifts are on our life and to use them. God has not given you gifts to bury them and hide them away and be scared and fearful. God has given you gifts to use them and to bless other people to see his name glorified. So use those gifts. Matthew seven eleven says... 7-Eleven. <laughs> I see what you did there. I know. As soon as I said it in my head, I was like, ha-ha, 7-Eleven. But sometimes I try not to say the things that go through my head because it would be a terrible preach then. Um, okay. It says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? God wants you to enjoy the gifts. He's given you these gifts, good things. He gives you good things. He loves you so much and he wants to bless your life. So today, I want to free you and release you to enjoy the gifts of God on your life. I want to, I want to um, release that desire inside of you and the passions inside of you to, to go for it, to believe in what God's put on your life and to rise up like never before and start to use those gifts to be activated in your life. Now, on the other hand, okay, so we've got this side, yep, God gives us good gifts and he wants us to use them, we're allowed to enjoy them, and they're good. On the other hand, sometimes we think that if there's any sort of battle involved, if there's any sort of hard work, if there's any sort of resistance, well, it mustn't be God. You know, we start to think, whoa, this is hard work, oh my goodness, um, you know, this is not going how I thought it was going to go. Oh my gosh, bit of resistance, bit of pressure, bit of opposition. I oh know the opportunities that I thought were going to come my way are not coming my way. I thought that, you know, this was a gift from God, but everything is falling apart around me. I thought that God had placed this gift in my life, and yet everything seems to be full of pressure and hardness and oppression and whatever. And so we start to think, well, maybe it's not God. Maybe, maybe this isn't actually a gift from Him. But the truth is that a little bit of resistance just causes us to push through that little bit more. You know, for me, again, like I said, I actually felt bad about saying that I felt called to preach and that I felt like it was a gift on my life. Um, I, felt, I felt really silly, I guess, for, um, for telling people that I desired to speak. I felt, I guess, um, not arrogant, but just like, what will people think if I say I feel called to the ministry? You know, they think, oh, who do you think you are? You know, think you're going to be a pastor. Um, but, you know, I, I started to think that maybe it was just me being selfish or maybe it was just, you know, my own 
thoughts thinking that I was better than I am or something like that or, you know, oh, you just want to be up the front. You just want to be recognised. You just want all the glory, you know. But and, and the truth is that I actually many times have been, my motive has been questioned by people. I've been accused of having a ministry agenda. I've been accru- accused of having all sorts of things and, you know, people squashing you down. And let me tell you, when there's a gift of God on your life, people will try and squash it. People will try and smash that thing. People will try and, and you know, attack you or whatever. And, and, and it might not necessarily be the person. It could be the enemy using their words or whatever it might be. But, you know, um, I even remember one time after someone had squashed me again, um, I remember laying on my bed and just going, and this was literally like two years ago, going, God, like you've put this desire in me, either take it away or do something about it because I just, I can't cope anymore. You know, that whole like zeal for your house consumes me, God. Like that's how I feel about being used by God. I'm like, God, I so badly want to be used for your glory with the things you've placed on my life. No matter what it might look like, I just want to be used by you. And, um, And, you know, sometimes like, you know, and I would just be like, God, take it away from me if it's not of you. And I felt, instantly felt God say that, that verse from Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. And, you know, just that God whisper, that's all you need sometimes, right? Just that, okay, God, all right, I'll believe again. So what I did is I surrendered to his will again. I I surrendered my dreams to him again. I said, God, they're yours. You take them. You do with it whatever you want. Um, I, I asked him to search my heart again, to check my motives again, and make sure my heart was right before him. And then I looked and I said, okay, God, what can I do with what's in my hands? I have this desire to speak. You know, there's not necessarily opportunities opening up. And, and so for me, in a season where there was no preaching happening, no public speaking happening or anything like that, God dropped the idea into my heart to start up a, a ministry where I would go into schools and speak to students about hope and about purpose and life and inspire them with all sorts of different topics. And and I, I was praying and I was like, okay, God, like, that's cool, but, you know, what do I call it? I don't know what to call it. And he said, you've already got the name. You've got Louder Clothing. I want you to call it Louder Seminars. And I want you to go in and I want you to tell these kids about the loudest voice in their world and about the thoughts that they're thinking and about the, the fact that hope and positivity needs to be that loudest voice in their world. And so God starts speaking to me about this. And so I take this leap of faith and, and start up this thing. And honestly, guys, the doors that God has opened have blown my mind. Last year, I traveled all over Australia to schools that I've never even, I've never even heard of before that, that have asked me to come in and speak to their students. Now, here's the catch. I'm not allowed to talk about God. I'm not allowed to mention the name of Jesus, in most schools anyway, because a lot of them, many of them are government schools. And for me, that's a hard thing, because I'm passionate about God. And for me, I actually think the only answer is God. But what I decided is that, you know what, God, you're bigger than me. You're more capable than me. So let me tell you, I go in and I prophesy over those students, but they don't know I'm prophesying over them. I speak life into them. I speak hope over them. I speak positivity into them. And then I go, Holy Spirit, you do the rest. I've sown seeds, you do the rest. So, you know, I tell you that story tonight because I want you to know that, that you know, even when things look dry, even when others say words over you that hurt you or that, that break you or that cause you to question the purpose or the gift of God on your life, 
God is bigger than it all. And if you surrender it to him, if you say, God, it's yours, it's not mine. You know, God, I feel like you've given me this gift, but it's yours to do what you want with it. He will take that thing and do more than you have dreamed or imagined. Amen. And, you know, in saying all of this, I will say I've spent years not on the platform. Okay. You know, like for me, it's not, it's not been about this, like, I just want to get up there and preach. Man, I've driven an hour, picked up youth kids, driven an hour home, back to church, had youth, driven an hour to drop them back, driven like an hour and a half back to my house. You know, I've done the hard yards. I still do the hard yards. Who with a three-month-old baby starts running youth? I don't know. But anyway, we're doing it because we just want to serve and we want to fill the gap and we want to use the gift that's on our life. Sorry, this is sounding a lot about me. Anyway, sorry, but you know, please hear my heart in all of this, that I just want to encourage you, what is in your hand? What is your gift? And I want to ask you tonight, what is stopping you from using your gift? What is it that's stopping you tonight? Is it insecurity? Is it, oh, I don't know if I could, you know, what will people think if I think that I say I could do that or that I want to step out and do this? Is it comparison? They're so much better than me. No. You know, they don't, they don't need me because, look, they've got that person. They're heaps better than me. You know, what is it that's stopping you? Is it apathy or laziness? Sometimes we get so lazy with the gifts of God on our lives. You know, can I just put it out there boldly but with trembling and say, if you come to church, if you're a follower of Jesus and you don't serve in some capacity, what are you doing? Like, we should all be serving in the house. We've all got gifts. We've all, you know, if you've got breath in your lungs, then I challenge you to serve in some way. And it doesn't have to be like your gifting. You know, for me, like, yes, I believe that preaching is a gift, but I don't get to preach every single week. So I'm like, what else can I do? How else can I serve? What else can I get involved in? What is it for you? Is it fear? Is it fear in your life? What's stopping you from using your gift? Is it fear tonight? Maybe fear has, has paralyzed you. Is it disobedience? God's asking you to get out there to use that gift, but you've said no. Let me tell you, the, the greatest thing is obeying the voice of God, obeying the leading of God. Is it a lack of discipline? Because let's be honest, right? Yes, we might be given a gift, but it can be hard work sometimes. It's not always easy, right? Actually, I said to Tim, we should put Frankie on the stage as like a little illustration because we give her tummy time, right? And she hates it. Oh, my goodness. She's like on her tummy and she's just like, like screaming her little lungs out. And we just laugh with terrible parents. You know, we don't leave her for too long. But, you know, the thing is, she's, she's on there developing those muscles and, and developing core skills. And she doesn't quite understand that, but we understand that. And sometimes with God and with the gifts on our life, it can be hard work and it can be, we can be straining and we can be screaming at God like, God, it's too hard. I don't want to. I feel oppressed. I feel broken. I'm getting challenged from every side. God, people are telling me I can't do it. People are telling me I'm hopeless. But God says, come on, come on, you're developing core muscles. This is good for you. I can see this is good for you. So, you know, be disciplined. Sometimes it's hard work, but you can do it. Is it misuse or selfishness? You know, sometimes we, we use our giftings for ourselves rather than for the house of God, for the kingdom of God. Or maybe tonight you just feel burnt out. You feel like you've used all your gifts. You know, 
actually, in saying, you know, if you're not serving, you should be serving. I know that in this church, there are so many people pouring out so much. Like, the, you guys are phenomenal. The amount that everyone does is absolutely amazing. Um, and I want to read tonight Colossians 1.29. It says, To this end I labor, struggling with all his energy, which so powerfully works in me. To this end I labor, struggling with all his energy. You know, I love Paul. What a legend was he? Like he, the thing is he knew the why. Verse 28 says, so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. He knew why he was struggling. He knew why he was laboring. He knew why he was working hard. It was to present people perfect in Christ. It was to, to for the greater good of Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you tonight, maybe you feel burnt out. Maybe you feel tired. Maybe you feel weary. Maybe you feel like I've used my gift. I've been serving for so long, God. I feel like I've almost come to the end, like I've got nothing left. But today, I want to remind you afresh that, that yes, there is labor involved. Yes, there is struggle involved. But it's with his energy, it's with his strength, and it's for his cause. It's for Jesus' cause. So tonight, you know, in a minute, I'm going to invite you forward because I want to do a few things. Firstly, I want to pray tonight for people who feel like their gift has been attacked, whether it's words that have been spoken or whether it's lies that you're believing about yourself or whether it's circumstances and things that have come your way. But I want to pray tonight for, for just bar bondages to be broken over people's gifts. And, and I, I want to speak into you tonight, because, you know, uh, last year or the year before, I can't remember, I went to Vicki Simpson's She's the Voice. Massive plug for that. It is flipping amazing. If you're a woman, go. And if you're a man, maybe you should start He's the Voice. But anyway... It was incredible. And, you know, at that, at that weekend, Vicky gave us a session on desire. And she actually talked about the fact that it is okay to desire the gifts of God and the call of God in your life. Do you know that? It set me free. I was like, oh, my gosh. It's okay for me to desire to be used by God. It's okay for me to desire to use these gifts for his glory. It's okay. And, and I remember her saying, you know, that you wonder about the call, and it's sort of like, well, if you, you know, for me, for example, like I feel to preach and, and whatever, and there is attack involved in that. There is hard work involved in it. There's oppression that comes, and you know, the enemy doesn't want me to get up and preach and to see souls saved and that kind of thing. And, and so, you know, she was sort of like, well, would the enemy actually tell you that you're called to do that if? if he knew the result. No. You know, and, and does your own selfish nature really want to put in the preparation that's involved and the prayer that's involved and the travel that's often involved and that kind of thing? No, probably not. So it's probably God. You know, so we question, is this God? Is this God? But, you know, sometimes we just overcomplicate it. And I want to release in you tonight the fact that it's okay to desire the gifts that are on your life. The gifts that are in your life, it's good to desire them for his glory, as long as it's for him. Um, why labor? Why struggle? Paul says in Colossians 2, 2, 3, My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so they may have the full riches of complete understanding, in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It's all about Christ and it's all about others. When we make our gifts all about Christ and all about others, you can't go wrong. You really can't go wrong. You know, there is a sacrifice involved. There is a, a price to pay. 
Sometimes it's hard serving others. Sometimes you don't want to do the things that, that are required. But let me tell you, there's such power in it. You, leading, you using your gift can lead people to Christ. So, you know, tonight, maybe it's cooking someone a meal. Maybe it's your neighbor. You hear that they're sick or, you know, and you take a meal around to them. Maybe it's a gift on your life is fishing, Mick. You are a talented, gifted fisherman. And so using your gift for God is taking guys out in the boat and talking to them, building relationship with them and leading them to Christ. You know what? We think sometimes, oh, that's such a silly idea, but it's not. God uses everything. Maybe you're a gifted golfer, so take some guys out on the, or girls, I shouldn't be so racist, um, not racist, what's the word? Sexist, that one. Um, you know, take them out and, and converse with them and build relationship with them, and who knows what opportunities will come your way. You know, maybe you are good at administration and you've got some time on your hands. Why don't you see what the church needs? You know, like Pastor Rhonda talked this morning about one day a week that she had off without the kids. And so she would come and clean the church, clean all the toilets. Like what an amazing woman. Phenomenal. Um, you know, Tim is a gifted artist. Like I know I'm really biased, but he actually is a really good artist. And he doesn't just use that for his own good. He has... has sort a way that he can use it for God. He actually paints and tells his story, and it's an amazing testimony. You know, he, and people have been saved through it and set free, free through it. So, you know, what is your gift, and how can you use it for God's glory? Romans 12.1 says, Offer yourselves as living sacrifices. This is your spiritual act of worship. Your spiritual act of worship is offering yourself, your life. God, here I am. And that's the other thing tonight. I really, I want to have a moment where we actually surrender our gifts afresh to God. Where we're like, okay, God, I surrender it again to you. God, I feel like you've put this gift on my life. I feel like you've placed this desire inside of me. Tonight again, I surrender it to you. It's yours. I surrender it to you. And I want you to remember, it's his energy and his strength. His energy and His strength. We do get tired. We do get weary. And so we need to learn to operate in His rest and in His strength. Because the truth is when you're, like I said, when you're operating in your gifts and when you're connected to Jesus, there's such joy that comes with it and such incredible peace and strength that comes with it. You know, um, as the band comes, Luke 23, 25, Pilate had been questioning Jesus. And it says that, he released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, the one they asked for, and he surrendered Jesus to their will. You know, on that day, Pilate surrendered Jesus to the crowd's will, and in actual fact, Jesus has been surrendered to our will ever since. Jesus has been surrendered to our will ever since. Church, he will not force himself on you. He will not force you to serve him he will not force you to love him. He will not force you to be in relationship with him. He will not force you to use the gifts that are on your life for his glory. He is completely surrendered to your will. And tonight I want to ask you, what does your will choose? What does your will choose? What is your will and your response to Jesus in your life? What is your will and your response to the gifts that he's placed upon you? You know, I love Brett and Scotty, like just that they have 
got this gift and this desire for healing and they have just taken that and run with it and and that God is opening doors all over the place. And you know, I, I just prophesy over you just ridiculous opportunities. God, that you would open doors that they have not even dreamed of, God. That, Lord, you know, you guys, you think that you've got big dreams. You think that you dream of these places and you're like, oh, wouldn't it be amazing to go there? God says even bigger, even bigger. He He has got doors open for you. I see you in countries that, that others have not even gone to before. And I see healings taking place. I see salvations. I see just people being completely radical, radically changed in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for doors open. I thank you, God, for doors open for doors open. You know, Keaton, just as you were up here before, you know, you have faced some tough stuff, some circumstances that life has thrown at you that others have not had to face. And and I want to tell you that, that there are gifts on your life that you don't even realize are there. There are things in you that you don't even realize that are there, but I want to honor you for doing Bible college. And I want to encourage you, you know, to keep just surrendering to God, surrendering to His will, allowing Him to use you. And you know, I want to tell you today, don't allow the circumstances of life, the stuff of life, don't allow it to to rob you. Don't allow those things to come and to think, oh, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. Oh, if this hadn't happened in my life, then I could do this. But you know what? Rise up, mighty man of God. You are gifted. You You have got the call of God on your life. So church, what will you choose? Will you choose tonight to surrender your gift afresh to Him? To surrender it afresh to Him? You know, the truth is we can actually become addicted to the call, addicted to the gift. You know, there are times, if I'm honest, there are times when I have sought the gift and the opportunity more than I've sought the gift giver. But church, we are called absolutely number one first to our call is to the giver of the gift to purpose itself Jesus Christ you know that day the crowd willed Jesus to be crucified and I want to ask you today what is your will doing is it ignoring him when he invites you into his presence perhaps it's blocking out his voice at times or pretending he's not there maybe it's allowing him to or you just going to Him whenever things get really dark and desperate. You know, today, God is longing for you to let Him into your heart and your life. He's longing for you to open up the door again and say, Jesus, I'm yours. I'm yours. You know, sometimes I think when we've been Christians for a long time or following Him for a long time, we can be like, oh yeah, I've done all that before. I don't don't need to surrender. But actually, we do. (laughs) We do. We need to continually come and surrender to Him. And so I just want every eye closed in this place. And you know, the first act of surrender, the first moment is actually surrendering your life to Him. And I just, I don't know everyone in this room and and I would hate to, to not give this opportunity. Perhaps you're sitting here tonight and you don't know Jesus. You don't have a relationship with Him. Or maybe, you know, you've been in church, you've done the church thing. Maybe you come to church every single week, but you cannot honestly say that you are in relationship with Jesus Christ, that your life and your heart is surrendered to Him. And tonight I want to ask you, will you, will you choose Him? Will you choose Him? Will you say, Jesus, 
I choose you. I give my life to you. I give my heart to you. Will you choose him? He is surrendered to your will. He will not force himself upon you. But tonight he desperately longs for you to open your heart to him. He desperately longs for you to open your life to him. It doesn't mean life's going to be perfect, but oh my goodness, the joy that he brings, the freedom he brings, the peace that he brings. And tonight with every eye closed, I just want to ask, is there anyone here and you say, Yes, Jody. I, I want to surrender my life to Jesus tonight. I, I want to give my life, my heart to Him. I'm not in relationship with Him. And tonight I want, to, I want to come into relationship with Him. Who is here tonight that is like that? Maybe you know all the mechanics. You know the Word of God. You know it all, but you are not truly in relationship with Jesus Christ. Who is there tonight? Who is there tonight that will surrender their life to Him? that will surrender their, their heart to Him tonight. Who is there tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You surrender your life to Him tonight. Maybe the first time, maybe the fifth time, but tonight you want to surrender your life and your heart to Him. You want to ask Him to come and be part of your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we just all pray this prayer together? And you know, as you pray this prayer, if, if that's you, maybe you were a bit shy to lift up your hand, but you know, as we pray tonight, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that you are saved, you will be saved, that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. So tonight as we say this prayer, I want you to believe and ask Him to come into your life and you will be saved. Let's all pray. Dear Jesus, Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for surrendering your life for me. Tonight I surrender my life to you. I give my heart to you. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your freedom. Thank you for your joy. I renounce the devil and I accept Jesus into my life. I declare you are Lord. You are Saviour and you are friend. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Why don't we all stand? You know, church, what I want to do is I want to have a sacred moment right now. And I just, I just want to ask you tonight, will you surrender your gift afresh to Him? Will you surrender afresh to Him? In fact, right now, wherever you are, if that's you, why don't you just lift your hands? If you say, Jesus, I surrender afresh to You. Jesus, I surrender my gifts to You. God, do what You will with them. Do what You will with them. You know, tonight, church, Your gifts in the hands of Jesus can go far, far greater, far further than they could ever go in Your hands. Thank you, Jesus. God, I just speak right now over every person here. I declare, God, I stir up the gifts of God in them. Fan into flame the gifts of God upon their life, God. Right now, Jesus, we fan them into flame. Come on, why don't you call out to Him? Why don't you thank you for the thank Him for those gifts on your life? Jesus, we surrender afresh. We surrender afresh. We surrender afresh to you, God. Thank you, Jesus. God, we lay our lives down before you. We lay our gifts before you, God. We bring them to you tonight and we ask you to use them, God. We surrender them to you, God. Do what you will with them, Lord. Thank
Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. God, we stand here with surrendered hearts, with surrendered lives before you, Lord. Surrendered hearts, surrendered lives. We're just going to worship. And as we do, I want you, you know, this song says, speak to me. And I want you to allow the voice of God to speak over you right now, to speak over your gifts, to speak over your life. But right now, tonight, if you feel like the gifts on your life have been challenged, that there's been oppression, if you have fear, insecurity, you know, disobedience, any of those things that I listed that are stopping you from using your gift, I want you to come forward and I'm going to pray over you tonight. And I want to release the gift of God into your life. Tonight, I want to give you permission to dream big dreams. And tonight, I want to give you permission to to use those gifts for God's glory. So if that's you, why don't you come forward tonight and let's just worship. Worship God. Thanks, team.